we have uh, two topics today. They're very much similar with each other. One is that, okay, what's going to happen after I awaken and what's next, what's after that, correct? Is that right, Julie? After your awakening. And uh, another topic we have is the, the night of the dark soul that I have been working on myself. And it's been a number of years and I've done a lot of work and I've taken a lot of different workshops. I've been with different teachers and um, what's going to happen now? Nothing's happening. I'm in the same place I was 35 years ago, sort of. Okay, I want to I read something for you. Just one moment. Give me a second. It's kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's got a bit of a, a humor to it, okay? But... Um, I'm pretty much sure you're going to get it. It says, so you did the 90-day inner awakening course with Nithyananda. He's a guru in India. And you can even levitate. Wow. I mean, you've been working so much that you can levitate. You did the medicine journey with the Peruvian shamans in the Amazon, the 10-day Vipassana in Himalaya, with the Tibetans, the Kunlun teacher training, the yoga teacher training, received a special hug from Amaji, the seven-day chakra clearing, and the five-day cord cutting course. Osho's 21-day mystic rose, Prembaba's ABCs of spirituality, the Hawaiian kahuna's secrets to unlocking hidden powers, as well as smoking chillum with the sadhus in India. You had your various initiations, changed your name and shaved your head. You made, you made peace with your inner child and had major breakthroughs with Tony Robbins. Does it sound familiar to any of you? Any of these things? Okay. You, you even went to a few of Zarathustra's fifth dimensional quantum healings, you have become a vegetarian and are working your way to become a breatharian. And you have been able to practice celibacy. I must say, I'm very proud of you and very impressed. You have accomplished a lot. Still, I have one simple question for you. Where are you now? So does this make any sense to anybody? Does it ring the bell for anyone? That and uh, Susie brought it up. It's really good what she mentioned because it's perfect as far as uh, and that's what is you know this is that. Look, let me explain one thing to you first. None of these things are wrong, and it's not right or wrong. So you have been doing a lot of different things. You know, I even, I mean, I threw the fifth dimension, the artist's fifth dimensional quantum healing in there. And that is a humor because I'm not excluding my work. So I brought up Osho's, uh, other people's work, and I put myself in there too, in a way of, I'm kind of being sarcastic about it. And and the sarcasm about this is actually it's pointing out, it's a pointer. 
And the pointer is at basically at the end of the day, we end up doing all these different work. And we've done, a lot of us have done a lot of therapy. Uh, and nowadays there's a lot of, there's a whole series of new things uh, added on to all the things that we had from before. You know, breath work, intentional setting, uh, the power of visualizations and manifestations. There's all kinds of new teachers that are uh, teaching you new stuff. And there's, you know, promises that you're going to get to the promised land. Uh, tons of different ayahuasca journeys or peyote journeys or all kinds of things. These are all happening right now. But what happens is that we we get really high and we get to these places that we have these realizations, but ultimately we fall back into our own self. We always come back, we get really high, but we're always, after the high is over, we always fall back to where we were at. Why is that? Why does that happen? Why, why is it that we go through these realizations throughout, let's say you've done 10 days of, of Vipassana, or you've done 21 days of Mystic Rose, or you know 90 days of another kind of a retreat, uh, workshop. But why do you fall back to where you were? Why, why you have not elevated or liberated? And then, you know, okay, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to uh, do another training program with somebody else, and maybe this guy or this woman or or this other teacher or this other method, it's going to help. Maybe if I become celibate, I make it. Maybe uh, if I become well, maybe because I haven't become vegetarian yet, maybe I should do that. So, but you're always back at where you were. In some way, there's an extreme simplicity to it. And in some way, and it's extremely complicated. So this is one of the paradox, paradoxes of the spirituality, because it's, not, it's this and it's this, but it's not this and it's not this. And it's very difficult for the spiritual seeker to understand it because the spiritual seeker wants to understand it with their mind. We want to get it with our mind so the mind can conceptualize it and make sense of it. But this one, it doesn't make any sense to the mind because it's the end of the era of the mind. It's the death of the mind. This is in the absence of the mind. The answer to it is where there is no mind. So when I first arrived in Lucknow years ago, and I sat in front of the teacher, Papaji, Punjaji, and anyone ask any questions, Papaji would say, just be quiet, just be silent. And, um, and I've, I, I was a boy, I was a kid, I couldn't understand because <clears throat> I thought, um, he's going to be, you know, also coming from the background of, of uh, being initiated by Osho, uh, Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. And 
there was all these different meditations that you would do and all this other stuff and workshops that you had to work on yourself. And here you are sitting in front of the Buddha itself. And I'm expecting him to tell me I need to become vegetarian. I need to give up sex. I need to uh, get up early in the morning and meditate and uh, all these different things. And he had no requirements, zero requirements. He said, you don't need to give up any of these things. All you have to do is be quiet. And of course, it took me uh, a number of years to fully understand what he's saying. What do you mean by being quiet? Quiet means like not talking. Quiet means pretending to be quiet, forcing myself to be quiet. Uh, what do you mean by being quiet? What is being quiet? <clears throat> you kind of, it's very interesting that if you begin to implement being quiet in your life, being still, or being silent, you literally, after a very short period of time, you have to go through this part that is uncomfortable and it's kind of weird. But if you can pass that part, if you can hang in there in this period of time, that there's a weirdness to it and there's an uncomfortable period to it, if you can just go through that part and not freak out and kind of stay with it, then you break, you have a breakthrough. You have a breakthrough into silence. You have a breakthrough into being quiet is you begin to see your quality of life changes. Something shifts. It's very simple. It's also very subtle because there's a, there's a big difference in this teaching and this way of reaching out the final place in versus doing things versus doing a lot of different exercises or practices. Let's say you're doing breath work once a week or twice a week. Well, it's got a peak. The breath work you're doing, it, it gives, gets you, if it's being done right, it really brings you up, bring, gets you really high. You get to a very, very high place. And then, you know, there's a calm down and then you're high from it for quite a while. But then you, you have gotten super high and then slowly, slowly comes back. But then your issues come back. Your problems come back. This work is different. It doesn't have a lot of highs because it's not designed to make you high in this way. It's very subtle. And in that, in being subtle, because you're quiet, you learn to be quiet. You've been quiet here. And by being quiet here means that you systematically going beyond the mind and not activating the mind. And step by step, you go beyond that. And eventually you're going to find yourself that you're throughout the day or throughout your time of life, you're just very quiet. You don't have questions. You're not trying to solve anything. It's just no thoughts don't really rise for you. If you went to see Ramana Maharishi and back in the day, the, the entire message was to be silent. 
the entire message was, yeah, maybe he would give a few instructions to some people who needed badly a practice or to do something. That was just to give a little bit food to their minds because they badly needed to, let's say they were in the path of bhakti and they were using the name of the God, Krishna, and they were just bringing it up a thousand times a day. And maybe he would say, okay, keep doing your practice. But it was aiming at going beyond that, going into the silence. So back to the original question, uh, Susie asked, which is wonderful, is where you're at is in a very, very good place in your spirituality. This is, you're on the edge of a breakthrough. It's like a wonderful, wonderful place to be. Because for 35 years, you've done everything. And now you're at this place. And very honestly, truthfully, without any bullshit, without any pretension, pretension, pretending of anything, honestly, you have come and said, okay, I'm frustrated. What do I do? What am I supposed to do now? This is an amazing place to be right now. And the answer, I don't know. The, I know you, you got up, you left, you went somewhere. I don't know if you heard what I was saying on that part, but yeah, you did. Great. You heard it. You heard it. Great. Is now that you've tried everything, your mind cannot play any tricks on you that you need to do another training program or you need to do another whatever it is because you tried everything and uh, don't don't take me as an insult. Uh, don't take it as uh, don't don't be offended by what I'm saying. Okay, because it's not meant to offend you by what I'm saying. Uh, it, it's actually it's the other way around. You can use when the mind comes that I need to do something else. I need to do this or do that. You can easily use that and say, okay, I've done it all. Now I'm not listening to you anymore. Now I'm just going to be quiet. Means even when this question comes, like I've done all these things for 35 years and I'm in a rut and I'm in the same place I was 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. So this is the dark night of the soul. Boom. That's, that's where the transformation takes place. Because what is that? Who just said this is the dark night of the soul. Where did they say it? Did they send you an email? If somebody came and knock on your door and gave you a piece of letter, uh, mail, it's the mind comes and says, I'm frustrated. I'm at the same place I was before. This is the same mind that's been playing these tricks for past 35 years. It's time to see it. It's time to recognize it. And it's time to completely ignore it. And the moment this, this, the thought comes, you're simply looking at this thought and you give it no attention, no power. It comes out, fine. The thought comes and the thought goes. And then what's there? The real you is here. The observer is, is here. And where has been this observer all this time? Who has been observing 35 years of hard work to whom this hard work has appeared and disappeared. 
we have never questioned that. We don't question the source of our thinking mind, the mind that is like, let's say with Julie, she mentioned what's going to happen after I awaken. That's a, who is asking that question? Who wants to know that? It's not Julie wants to know it. It's the mind. Julie's mind wants to know because there won't be a mind left. So the mind is going to try to play some tricks. What's going to happen? This is the question if you pay attention to it. This is exactly what goes on in your head. What's going to happen to me after I awaken? What's going to happen to me? Who is this me? To whom? The, it's the mind is asking that question. Who cares what's going to happen to the mind after you awaken? There is no more of a mind. There is no more of a mechanism asking that question any longer. So the question is irrelevant. And the same thing. I worked for 35 years. I worked for 20 years, 15 years, 10 years, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. And I'm in, in this darkness. Who is in this darkness? Let's examine this because we never examine the source of it. We're always examining the other part, but let's examine the source of it. So for the first time, you are turning your attention inwards, okay? So we can do it right now together. For the first time, we're going to turn our attention inwards and follow these thoughts. What's going, okay, let's say there's this question. What's going to, ha what's going to happen to me after, okay, Zarathustra, I'm going to take this private training program with you. And if it's, if it's successful and I awaken, what is it going to be like after I awaken? Okay. That's a, you know, it's, it's a valid question. I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying it's a very valid question. Okay. So let's look at it. After I awaken, what's going to happen to me? What is it going to be like? Okay. Just follow this question. Trail this question and go to the source. Follow it inwards, not outwards. Follow this question inwards and see what you find. Where, where is this thought coming from? And you follow it inwards. What do you see? What do you come to? Anybody? Julie, yeah? It's just silence. It went into silence. Beautiful. And let's do that. The 35 year of work that it hasn't brought me anything, this which is, again, it's a fantastic question. This is a great place to be. But in the midst of the frustration and all the work we have done, the, everything has brought us to this pivotal point. This is where the transformation is going to take place. This is the golden moment. If you stay with it, if you just stay with it, because it's also could be uncomfortable and disturbing, but if you hang in there, don't go. Just hang in there and then see what you find. Ask the question and follow the question inwards and check it out. And then see what happens. You follow this question back to the source. Uh, Susie, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Hi. Can you? I don't know if you hear me. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. hear. Okay. So yeah. follow. Uh, what happens when you follow this question back to the source? It went to um, it went to um, silence. Okay. So space. This this it felt um, it felt home. This space inside me. Yes. So okay, in this space inside you, you you go in here. Is there any questions? Is there any frustration? in this place none none and then the mind will come in again it will come again yeah. Yeah. right it's its yeah. job is to come because this is the because the mind is is a wonderful servant but is a horrible master so as a master all it does is tortures you all the time so in this teaching we learn how to go beyond the mind. And that's the only work you have to do. And it's a real discipline. It's, it's a real, real discipline or how I experience it. That, that moment then of complete nothingness, beautiful home. Then the mind came in. So I then had to make a decision with my mind to witness the mind. And it's yes. like at the moment, mm -hmm. continual discipline witness the mind come back witness the mind come back yeah if well yes and no but because in, in the beginning it it appears to be that you need to have discipline that's correct in the beginning until you notice that the background is silence it's i'm going to give you an example it's like and uh, you can use this example in your daily life, and then it's going to make it very simple. Because who is seeing the mind? This thought comes. The mind is appearing on where? It, it appears, the thought comes on an empty space. A thought comes, correct? Yeah. Right. And it's being observed. It's being observed by you. It's being observed by the empty space. So you notice it, and then it loses its power, it, it disappears. But the empty space, it stays the empty space. <laughs> for, for that, you don't need to have a discipline. It, no. It, it's the realization of who you are. Okay. It's yeah. for you to realize that you are this empty space all the time. You are silence all the time. And you, you don't need to have any discipline because you are who you are. This is okay. This is great. I meant what I meant was it's yes. And I feel that. And I know that what I meant with the discipline is it take when a thought comes in from wherever from. No, it's okay. When the thought comes in, then when I'm in the space and I feel it and I know it, what I'm saying is, it takes discipline, or I experience it at the moment, to witness, not to, to be in the space, but to go, okay, that's a thought. Okay, that's a thought. It's a thought. Witness it. Don't judge it, whatever. Come back to the space. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't take discipline to come to the space because the space is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah this is important. This is helping so much. This is amazing. Because it does, it just it seems exhausting at the moment, with the, the amount of thoughts that I then have. I like witness them, Susie. Just wit, 
Okay, witness, there's a thought, whatever thoughts they are, just that, that's what I meant with, with, with discipline. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes, it does make sense. Absolutely. I'm not the only so, one, am I? <laughs> no, you're, no, you're not the only one. Believe me, you're not. Good. <laughs> uh, not at all. So this is also, I'm going to give you another uh, hint. Just become aware that a, a lot of times the mind is just going blah, 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 blah. And this is like, it's like a radio you or the TV, you know, whatever. You turn your radio on, TV on. Let's say, say I don't watch TV. Okay, you have your computer on. You're watching BBC. You're watching the news or whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, we don't have to agree on what you're watching because that's not important. But you're, you're listening to something and you're in a kitchen cutting some vegetables. So the, the sound of TV or radio is the background noise. Mm. You're not paying attention to it, but you're hearing it. Mm. The same thing is with the mind. You don't need to be engaged with every thought all the time because it's exhausting, but you're simply aware that there is noise happening in your head. But you're also starting to adopt an attitude of being ignorant to it. Mm. You, you don't pay much attention. And once in a while, something grabs you like that thought, it grabs you. Like I've been working for 35 years and I'm nowhere. And now you grab one. And thoughts are weightless unless you catch it. Then they drag you down. So the ones that are really significant, that's where you use your discipline. Okay. And you're simply identifying it that this is one of those thoughts that's going to take me to the gutter. And you see it, it affects you, you feel it, and you just move on. But the rest of them, they're just, oh, they're going. It's a TV channel radio channel which is 24 7 on it's constantly going but that's not who you are does it make any sense crystal clear yeah Beautiful yeah sense. yeah it makes so the more you recognize the background the more you recognize your nature is silence it's a recognition i always say to everyone this is about the recognition of that of a space that does not change mm. of the recognition of it i'm going to use another example the sky is always blue that's a universal uh thing no one sky everywhere you go in the world the sky is blue there is no nation or part of the world that you go to that the sky is pink the sky is always blue now you may have five, six, seven months of bad weather. It's snowing, it's, there's blizzard, it's raining, there's a lot of clouds. But at the end of the day, when all the clouds go away and you look up, the sky is blue. So this is something you know deep within yourself because the sky is always blue. And no matter what happens, no matter how many years, how many bad how many periods of bad weather we've had. For months and months, it's been snowing. For months and months, it's been raining. 
but the sky never comes and say at the end when everything goes away all the clouds go away the the sun comes back it's nice warm sunny the sky doesn't come and say you know what my feelings are hurt i am damaged and i'm not going to be blue anymore i'm going to have some scars on me because the sky doesn't give a shit how many times there's storms how many airplanes have have flown through it and they've you know had chemtrails or how many flocks of birds have flown through it and the birds been pooping and the poop has been traveling through the sky the sky does not give give a damn at the end of the day when all said and done everything goes away it's always blue so you want to remember that you're the blue sky the truth of who you are suzy the observer the one who's aware now it doesn't matter how many how many months days your mind is going crazy and all these thoughts come and go and come and go weird thoughts nice thoughts creative thoughts destructive thoughts disturbing thoughts once you recognize who you are there's simply thoughts they cannot affect the truth of who you are because you are the blue sky you you are silence and because you're silence they can appear and disappear on you if you were not silence you would have never known if you were your mind you would have never known your thinking because that would have been your only reality the only way you're aware of all these weird thoughts including 35 years of hard work has brought me to nowhere that's another thought you are not nowhere or you're not at the dark dark night dark night of the soul that's another thought which you're buying it you're accepting it and it brings all kinds of frustration because you're just picking it up there's no difference between that thought and i'm getting really tired i want to go take a nap or i want to have some ice cream or i want to go for a walk or i want to make myself a cup of tea i want to make myself a cup of tea you're thinking about it oh, wow you know as soon as this is over i'm going to make myself a cup of tea or 35 years of hard work hasn't brought me anywhere they're both thoughts one it's insignificant the other one you gave it a lot of importance one destroys you and the other one you don't give a shit you make the tea or you don't make the tea you simply become learn to become ignorant to either of them and very there is a separation happens and you see that none of them have any effect on you they just come and go come and go and you begin to see that you're really free from all of them wow beautifully explained so in this work we take our time and whenever we can we're quiet we do not entertain concepts there's a lot of great concepts and we don't give them any juice we don't pay any attention what's going to happen in the future because that's another thought we don't 
pay much attention what happened in the past because that's just thoughts. We just hang out in here and now and we become thoughtless. And the space of here takes care of everything it needs to take care of. And then you just see your life is automatically takes care of itself from this space. But this is the opposite of what they've taught us because they're always teaching us that you have to do something, especially in no spirituality. You have to create, imagine, manifest, unmanifest, use your thoughts, use your mind. What is your intention for the future? All these new spiritualities to take you outside of right now. It's a promise of a future. But right now is where the juice is. The kingdom of heaven is here, not a month from now or six months from now or next year. It's here. It's always been here. We just keep missing it. Mm -hmm. Yes, if you're speaking of discipline, the discipline is to be here. If you want to use any kind of discipline, use it to retrain ourselves to be here only. Because this is the only thing that is. There's nothing outside of it. Everything else from the past is memory. Everything else in future is past being projected to the future. Because the future doesn't exist. Future is a series of past thoughts being projected into the future. Think of future. Let's do that. Anyone wants to volunteer? Think of future. See if you can think of future, worry about future, be concerned about future, or excited about future without using anything from the past. See if you can do it. It's absolutely impossible. <laughs> Try it on your free time, and you will be amazed that if you want to think of the future, the only way you can is the mind is using the past and projecting it into the future because future simply does not exist. Or when we worry, what do we do mostly? We're worried about what's going to happen future. What's going to happen to me? What's, what's going to happen to the world? What's going to happen to my children? You know, Is there going to be drinking water left? If, is there going to be air? Is there going to be land? Is there going to be a nuclear war? What, what's going to happen to me? And then we go into the past and we're using imagery of the past and we're projecting it into future. But the mind absolutely has no ability of coming up with anything brand new for the future because it's always dwelling in the past. It can't even be here. And this dude is the one who's running you. And then what do we do? We go do therapy. And where does the therapy take place? Let's say I go do some therapy with someone to solve some of my childhood issues. Well, where are the childhood issues? The memories in the past. So I'm going to work on that. It means I'm activating my mind and I'm giving it more strength. I mean... Once you start to seeing it, you realize how ridiculous it is. And you're actually going and spending money and spending a lot of time working on something that doesn't exist. 
once you start to see it, you're, you're like, oh my God, this is absurd. What the hell am I doing? And you're not the only one. There's like thousands of other people doing the same thing. So you think it's right. But when you wake up to it, it's like coming out of a coma. It's like, wait a minute, what am I doing? All right. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Uh, is that what, uh, why we are repeating the patterns from the past then in the future? Yeah, it appears to be that way. Yeah. It appears to be that way. It looks like. But remember what I said, it appears to be that way. It's, um, it's really amazing. <laughs> I mean, you can't say this to ordinary people. I can't say this to my brother. I can't say it to my mom. I can't say it to my cousin. I can't say it to people who are practicing neo-spirituality. But I can tell you that it's so amazing that when you're in trouble, whatever trouble you are, um, you missed your flight in between one country to another country and you, you missed your flight. Uh, your, your car broke down in the middle of the desert, California desert. It's 35 degrees, it's hot as hell, and you don't have any cell phone reception. You are stuck somewhere, I don't know, whatever situation, and you're completely stuck. And however you look at it, you see no hope of any kind of help. And it's so amazing that if you sit in silence, you're not trying to find any solution to self to save yourself. You just become quiet. You sit and you're quiet and you're able to go beyond the mind. And then boom, all of a sudden, a solution presents itself. It may take 15 minutes, half an hour, one hour, but somehow a solution presents itself. It's just unbelievable. It's incredible. The more you, the more you dive deeper in the, in the world of silence, in inner world, the more you discover your, your, the truth of who you are, the more you realize that all solutions, all problems come from this place, and all solutions come from this place. And it literally self, it, it creates an issue and it solves the issue. And you don't have to do anything about it. It's unbelievable. The deeper you go in, the more interesting it becomes. There's not a moment that it's dull. Like uh, Julie was saying, what's gonna happen after I awaken or I become quiet? All I can tell you is, more excitement and more excitement. It just gets very juicy, but it gets juicy. It's in no own way. I cannot explain it because you have entered into the infinite infinity without the mind and existence is infinite. There's no limitation. So anything becomes possible. You have tapped into a space which anything is possible. How deep can you become in your silence? How deep? <laughs> <laughs> That's the you mind know, again, huh? You know, you know the answer to that question, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> that the mind wants to go how deep you can go. I know. <laughs> like Ramana Maharashi, you know, just right. sitting there. 
Yeah, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper because, but who's there? Who cares? The I disappears. So there is no, no one to record it. No, it's not. Yeah, it's in the absence of the I thought. It's in the absence of the one who thinks has something to say here. You remove that one, then there's no one there. It's just life. And life is ever-changing and juicy. It's quite exciting to experience that uh, the silence is more and more around me, you know. So at the end, you don't understand that you don't think. You just are. Yeah. And all the operation happens from that place. Yes. Well, my dear friends, thank you very much for joining me. Um, our next academy is going to be next Wednesday. Um, I, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, my email is info at zaratustra.tv. If you have any comments or questions, you can write to me uh, at info, info at zaratustra.tv. Uh, my social media pages are Zarathustra 5D. And my website is Zarathustra.tv. My coming events are posted on my website. Uh, I'll be heading to, uh, heading to Europe in April and May, going to three different countries. Of course, the first place I'm going to go to is going to be Norway to see Miss Hilde and, uh, and, and Marit, and then heading to um, Poland. I'm having a one-week retreat in Poland. Actually, I'm going to be teaching uh, two levels of fifth-dimensional quantum healing, and we have modified it. So there's heart chakra awakening, third eye activation, and all the other things, such as how to feel touch, the auric field, distant healing, and shamanic healing. All of it are in this new healing training program in Poland. It's a seven-day uh, full-on retreat uh, in Poland. So, and then after that, I go to Germany and see my beautiful German friends.